in a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. Thunderdome! The Top Ten is proud to bring you the Realist. Realist! Realist! Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Realist. Hold on, hold on, hold it, hold it. This is the other part of not being ready. Realist, Realist. This is John Roca. That's Matt Nosh. You catch him, Matt, after yeah. he's had a day. He's a little tired. So he's gonna get he's gonna he's gonna work himself into the exactly. groove. Exactly. Once I get into yeah. the groove, but It'll it's a good. matter of starting. It's yeah. the engine does not want to turn over. It's cold day. <laughs> it's not even. It's just like, come on, come on, come on, click on. It's two degrees outside. Wind chills negative twenty. Come on, come on. Click, click, I'm so click, glad click. I don't have to experience that anymore. I don't know why people do. I've lived I through I don't know why people do. I've lived through Illinois' coldest winter. Yeah. That may have changed at this point, but at that point it was like a it was a record. Yeah. We crushed it, guys. We crushed it. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Yeah, that was a brutal fucking winter. Uh, I've lived a few, I mean, I can't even imagine further up north. Yeah. It's, oh. it's fascinating because it's like, I don't know why people do it. I don't know if it's about being birthed or about the, the fact that they actually do love the cold and love being in the Midwest. I don't know. If it's all you know, it's all you know. Yeah, but there's, there's no, you can't use that excuse in 2019. You can see plenty of pictures of how sunny it is in California. Or, yeah, but not everybody can move here. There are limitations to that's that. That's true. That's true. Uh, Perhaps I'm being a bit unkind there. Yeah. I'm just saying. I wouldn't want to live in that situation. That's or, a tough situation. You know situation. what? I bet you we got a bunch of people listening that would never want to live in California. That's very, uh, also very possibly true. Yes. Maybe they look at California like all those vapid sons of bitches. Why the or hell would you be around those fake they're people? They're in some fucking Scandinavian village that is so picturesque it almost makes you vomit. And they're like, uh, oh, this is where I live. And you're like, that is pretty sweet. I will give you that. This is where I live. Is that, is that Scandinavian? No, I don't know. I don't know many Scandinavians. <laughs> so we I live do not here. Know. Everything I know is probably from comedy of like people maybe doing an impression. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. That's my Sven from Frozen. I think it's the name of the guy who runs the perfect. It's the shop. Perfect. We here with my family. Uh, anyway, all right. The, you know how the relist works. Uh, our patrons, the three of our patrons, get selected. One selects the topic. Two send in their lists. Matt and I uh, do not know what are on each of our people's lists, uh, and then we read them out and then compile the list at the end of the show. Uh, correct. Uh, we don't add or subtract any movies to mm-hmm. the final list. I mean, we may subtract from when we're combining the two of them together, but we're yeah. not just going to disregard your choices, your, your choices, and this is your show. Yeah. So the first one chosen was uh, Jeremy Metz, and he set the topic at top ten movies about American football. American football. America. American football. Fuck yeah. Exactly. Coming to tackle you. <laughs> Uh, his message, thanks guys, I appreciate being selected a lot. With the NFL season in full swing and my Jets finally getting their first win of the year against Dallas, happy dance. I'm finally ready to hear about football again, American football that is. I choose, uh, oh, computer just went dark. I choose the topic and then it jumped to the bottom because I hit the space bar. Uh, I choose the topic, top ten movies about American football. American football. So would you like the first one or the second I'm going to take the Latino, Frank Montoya. Oh, sure. Pull the race card. That's right. I'll pull it all day long. Jeremy, yeah, congratulations on your Jets. Take care of it. Sam Darnold, 
Who knew? Sam Darnold, the offense whisperer. Maybe, maybe can uh, you put a com- competent quarterback in there? And then suddenly, oh yeah, Robbie Anderson has value. Jason yep. Crowder is everything that I read before. I almost drafted him because, like, look, he'll be a possession receiver. Yep, he'll get a lot of targets. Maybe not a ton of yards, but PPR. Yeah, he's a nice little flex four, possibly. I feel sad for drafting him, and my team just sucks all around. Um, yeah, if you had to sit on him for the past three, four weeks before me. he did anything, yeah, it killed me. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to read the first one? Read the first. Go for it. All right. First, uh, Frank Matoya. Hello, John and Matt. I will preface this list by saying I expect to be lambasted for the lack of some movies or the placement of others. There are many of these I have watched once, while others I have watched quite often due to the amount of playtime they get on television. Tear me a new one if you must. At least it's not a list about basketball that includes. That Whoopi Goldberg classic, Eddie. Wow. Shots at Eddie. Shots at Whoopi. Yeah, you Damn. Know, that's well-deserved. All right, Frank. Fair enough. All right, number 10, Little Giants. I do not have that on my list. Wow. He says, I know it's a kid's movie, but I still get a couple of chuckles from it even today. Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill are wonderful as brothers, fathers, and rivals. Bonus points to any movie that sees the Cowboys in any iteration lose. Frank, laying it on thick there. Yeah, I respect that. That's him and Mets against the Cowboys. That's true. Uh, Me too. You think Justin might get to that eventually? I'm Um, a Redskins fan. I hate them. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen this movie the whole way through. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've never seen it. I know I've seen bits and pieces. It'll come up in a schmodown, I'm sure. Yeah, well. Yeah. Because it's a smaller Sandlot for a different generation. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. Great point, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's the, but I think Sandlot is more universal within that generation, mm-hmm. and it appealed to me. I was out of it, and I mm-hmm. still enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Uh, Little Giants is. Uh, I've never heard anybody go. Oh, you need to go back and see that one. Even those that love it, because most of them say I loved it as a kid, and I've watched it so many times. But I've never heard like it's actually a sneaky good comedy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> We have such low expectations. So you're like, really? They get some quality jokes in? All right, that might be worth a watch. Yeah, I'm fine with that. If it's an entertaining movie, the few shots you take are sniper shots, and they're quality. Uh, you know, it's a headshot from 200 yards. It's a sneaky good comedy. Yeah. That, that you're like, really ah, I'll watch that. Uh, but no one's ever. It's no back to school. I, get, uh, I grew up with it. And you're like, all right. Well, yeah. that's a different metric. Yeah, absolutely. All right, his number nine is Varsity Blues. No words on this one. Do you have Varsity on your t- on your? Let me see. I do not. Okay. I remember this one. I don't want your laugh. I remember this one. Uh, James Vanderbeek, John Voights, mm-hmm. a bunch of other people involved in this one. I think is it Jessica Biel who plays the girl who puts the whipped cream on her body? <sighs> Could be. I'm gonna look she it up. She might be just in this movie. She had a bigger part. Maybe whip. I think whipped cream was the was the blonde. Was the girl trying to come in and steal him away? Type oh, of thing. okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, if memory serves, it's been a long time. I remember mostly yeah. like the the heavy set dude. Oh, like Amy the, Smart. There you go. That's the blonde in the movie. Damn, I forgot that she was in this movie. Okay. Then there's a heavy set dude, like you said. Yeah, the guy who plays yeah, the lineman. Yeah, like the lineman. He gets concussed, and yeah. they keep him in the game. Basically, it's a poor man's uh, Friday Night Lights. Right. Fair point. Ollie Larder. That's the one with the whipped cream. Okay. The girl from the yep. actress. Blonde. From, yep. Yep. Playing yep. the, you know. Was that in a few different movies? Darcy. Oh, Jesse Plemons in this one too. Wow. Darcy. What a terrible name. <laughs> Just for that type of character, Darcy. And you're like, Darcy. that doesn't fit that character at all. <laughs> That's a negative. Uh, Amy Smart plays what? Paul Walker. Oh, Paul Walker's in this. Jeez, I forgot Paul Walker was in this. Yeah, I think he gets. Wow. Is he, he the one that hurt? gets hurt? I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's a star quarterback. He's like a small shit. part in it. Yeah. Seems like he's got a big part, and then he gets sidelined, and uh, Vanderbeek shows up. He's a great guy. Uh, number eight is Friday Night Lights, the movie. Billy Bob. Um, 
That's a punt, a slight punt, but okay. a punt. All right. What's your number 10? Uh, he says, so this is Justin McDonald. Okay. And Justin says, hi, John and Matt. I feel honored to be selected for a realist. Bum, bum. So thank you very much. Uh, been a fan since the first incarnation of the top 10. I don't listen as much as I used to because of my job. Understandable. But I have to support my favorite movie podcast. Love your guys' other sh- shows like Cinephiles, Sports Time, and Dropping Dimes. Keep nice. up the great entertaining content. Boom. At number 10, Mr. Justin McDonald has all the right moves. Oh, nice choice. Not on this list. He says, I love 80s movies, and this is a very entertaining high school football movie set in Pittsburgh. As a younger guy from a hardworking Virginia town wanting to get somehow, uh, I related to Cruz's character. Mm. Uh, okay. I haven't seen this in so long. It's in a long time. I know Craig T. Nelson's the coach. Yep. I know Leah Thompson's the love interest. Okay, you remember more than I do. And I don't know anything else about the movie. Uh, I My memory of it is like it. It happens over winter, so there's a lot of gray and dark, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the sun sets earlier, and it just has a more kind of mm-hmm. melancholy tone throughout. Yeah. And that's why it never resonated with me, because I saw it as a kid. Right. So it wasn't like, this isn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like sports movies. Sports movies <sighs> are usually kind of fun. I saw I'm this depressed. Like, hey, yeah, a little bit. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't like this. He made some darker shit before he did Top Gun. Like, Taps is a pretty yeah. dark film, I think. Um, yeah, you need to see it as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You do. It's not a... It's not. Even of that age, I don't think maybe you could as a teenager, but it's yeah. an adult movie. Outside is pretty dark as well. What happens with the fire and Sick Boy and all Never that? Never really was it Sick Boy? I don't know. Pony Boy, Pony Boy. That's it. Uh, I watched right. it once. I don't understand the appeal of that, but everybody loves it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. I saw it once and I was like, okay, I get it. But people yeah, like me too. I was like, I yeah. to it. doesn't. It doesn't. It's one of those things. It's like I don't. Where does that come from? I feel that way about Lost Boys, which gets me in trouble. It's got I, I moments go that see, I think are just watch pure '80s magic. Well, though. sure, the 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 muscle dude playing the sax. Well, no, 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 I'm saying for some of the close up of Kiefer when he's got all the full makeup, oh, his eyes yeah, yeah. and whatnot. They're great visuals, and it's got some truly scary aspects to it. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of bullshit fluff in between that I you don't care. Exactly, you don't care. I agree. Although I did like the pivot on the the older guy yeah. with the mom. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, that it was. was. It's okay. Nice There's surprise. the Machiavellian. Individual, it's you know the fucking puppet master. Yeah, yeah. You know it's got its moments. Not gonna it's, lie, it's but it's when it's bad, it's like man, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, nine, I've got We Are Marshall. Uh, not on this list. All right, he says a very fine college football movie based on a true story with a strong performance from Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Probably still uh, McG's best movie to date. Ooh. Is that a McG? I didn't know. Yeah, it is. I guess. Well, he did what uh, Charlie's Angels. Did he do the A team? He did the A team. I think he, he did. Uh, what Let else has Mitchie done? He had like a string right around the Charlie's Angels time. Wow, that's 2006. 13 fucking years ago. Wow. Which is what? We are Marshall? Or? We're getting, yeah, we're getting old. Uh, he did a recent film called Rim of the World, The Babysitter, that was on, I think, Netflix. Three Days to Kill, which I think is that Russell Crowe one, if I'm not wrong. Uh, this means war, which is the one with uh, Reese and Chris Pine. Oh, and Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. I thought it was going to be so good, and it was bad. Yeah, it was like no chemistry from anybody. It was a nerd, nope. man. Yeah, he did Terminator Salvation, Charlie's Angels, Full okay. Throttle, and Charlie's Angels. You know, it's really I don't hate mm. Terminator Salvation. I just kind of find it dull. Yeah, it's kind of well, it's depressing yeah. from moment one to the end. And Chris, Visually, though, it's you know it's, it's interesting choices and like oh this swimming sure. version of it and why not they would try and hunt down everywhere what's 
the difference of production of this machine or that. Yeah. You're like, okay, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's not We Are Marshall. I nope. liked We Are Marshall. Yeah. I've seen it a couple of times. It's not bad. Yeah. It's a good, it's a solid, you know. It's like Glory movie. Road. That's a solid movie. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Right. And then at eight, he's got the replacements. Uh, it's a punt. Okay. All right. So uh, go ahead on your seven. Yeah, number seven is The Blind Side. Not on my list. Wow. He said, I have probably seen this the third most on this list, mostly because my mother loves Sandra Bullock as well as this movie. Okay. All right. Sandy's great in the movie. I don't know if she deserved the Oscar necessarily or the film deserved to be nominated for Best Picture. That's I just have my reservations about that. But overall, a good film. I agree. It should never have. It's one of those that mm. comes in the rumor mill. Yeah. Hey, this one's got Oscar potential. Uh, it was such a meat and potatoes kind of story. Good way to it say it. It hit the beats. You knew exactly where it was going. Yeah. Uh, she was she was good, but yeah. it wasn't like it's not in her top ten of my favorites yeah. of hers. Yeah. I don't Maybe disagree. it sneaks in at the bottom or something, but I don't think so. I don't disagree with that. Um, but it's an enjoyable film for what it is, right? Tim McGraw yeah. is fun in the film as well. And so it's a good story. Uh, the guy, Michael Orr, said, that is not my life, but they made a movie out of it. So I yeah. respect that. I mean, at that point, though, we all knew based on a true story is what does that mean? Yeah. My right. favorite is Inspired. Right. Fully just like, OK, so you just took the the barest of bones or a certain aspect of it and then fleshed out your own story around it. Yeah, yeah. Inspired is the best. <laughs> based on it. So like, I don't know. What does that mean? How much of a percentage are we basing this on? Where do you deviate? At what good. parts? Like, I don't know. Am I going to take the time to get the backstory in every one of these movies now? Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of take it you know, a preponderance of truth. Right, right. There's, it's, it's close enough. Uh, number six is The Longest Yard. Not on my list. Oh. Does he specify? He doesn't. He says, I think by this time I have seen more of the Adam Sandler remake than I have of the original, but I still love the story of the prisoners playing the guards and getting some payback in the process. I'm going to go with the original because okay. that's a way better film. Uh yeah, that's a good – I love this movie. I still watch it every once in a while. I catch it flipping channels. If it's on like the MGM channel, one of those HD channels, and it's on, I love it because I think Burt Reynolds is fantastic in this movie. His story. From that era, you know what's weird? I don't know that I've ever seen North Dallas 40. Oh, really? I don't think it's, so. It's not an enjoyable film to watch. It's certainly <laughs> dated in, okay. in some of the worst ways of, of a 70s film is uh, with Nick Nolte and Mac Davis. It's a weird combo, but it's supposedly based on a true story. <laughs> Wish we had video because my arms are up going, yeah. hey, what does that mean? Inspired by actual events. Uh-huh. <laughs> we took the dude's name. Enjoy. <laughs> I don't know what this means. That'd be great if somebody spun an entire movie, just loved the name so much. <laughs> just was like, oh, what a great name. And they just wrote an entire whatever that dude's life is. It's inspired by, oh, oh man, good Dick Pringle. <laughs> I heard that name. And I Dick just, Pringle? The fucking script wrote itself. Frankie Denver. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I love this movie. Uh, the Mean Machine thing is great. Uh, I always forget to name my fantasy football team every year Mean Machine. I don't know why I always forget, but it's such a gr- yeah. I apologize. No, no, please. I knew a dude named Billy Knuckles, <laughs> and Knuckles was his last name. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Billy Knuckles. That's the fucking movie. <laughs> Billy Knuckles. Billy Knuckles. Coming this fall Legit. from MGM. Didn't legally change. Like, he was 18, 19 when I met him. This kid didn't have his shit together to change his name. No fucking chance. Billy hey, Knuckles. Hey, Billy Knuckles. Oh, yeah. Fuck are you looking at, Billy Knuckles? And a kid in high school, oh, BJ Seaman. Oh, 
he went by it. That's a terrible Joe's situation. Joe's go by BJ. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, all right. What's your number seven? Uh, my seven is that slight punt from earlier, Friday oh. Night Lights. Yeah, sweet. Uh, does he say anything? Uh, nope. All right. Uh, Justin says, a more realis- realistic look at high school football that really reminds uh, what football was like when I was in school. Mm. Truthfully, I prefer the movie over the show. Uh, I haven't seen the full run of the show. Have you? So the first two seasons. Okay. I enjoyed the show, uh, but I don't know if you can compare them. I mean, it's tough to compare a movie versus a show that has like all this extra yeah, episodes. Where you to... can build out these characters. Exactly. And build out the world and mm-hmm. the storyline. So uh, I think the movie's good, um, but I, I think the show is better personally because of them being able to flesh out everything. And, okay. and what's his face? Kyle Chandler is fantastic in the film as well. Oh, in the show and Connie Britton. Their relationship is like the reason. And then everybody else involved. It's kind of an anomaly of a show because. Everybody involved in the show is really good on the show, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily good off of the show. Are you specifically talking about Taylor Kitsch? Is Kitsch that is not bad, but he's not great. Minka Kelly's another one. Uh, Adrian Kitch, Pilecki. You know what's weird is I believe Kitsch every role that I've ever seen him in. Sure. If the movie, the rest of the movie sucks, I still always enjoy him. I understand why mm-hmm. he gets shots because mm-hmm. he looks – like with those eyes and everything that shaped, he looks like he could be the biggest douche of all time. Right. And yet somehow it's like, nah, he seems like a chill dude. Yeah. And he's a good actor. He's kind of like, it's like Colin Farrell. He didn't really, you know, he was doing big projects, but yeah. he didn't find his groove until he'd kind of been in the machine for a little while. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And that dude is by and large every time. It's like, you're, you were great in this. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I enjoy him as well. Uh, where are we up to? My six, any given Sunday. Uh, that's a punt. Okay. I don't understand why, but it's a pun. Uh, It has a charm for me. It wouldn't even be on my list, man. Uh, I like we way down. All right. uh, What's your number five? Your five. Oh, my five. Sorry. The Replacements. I love this movie. Oh. Oh, no, it's the punt from earlier. Yeah, punt from earlier. The Replacements. I love this movie. I have so much fun watching this movie, and I can pick it up at any scene and watch it the rest of the way. Uh, I will confess, I've never seen this movie. Okay. It's about the Redskins, too. It is. Uh, he puts in here, a uh, fun movie from beginning to uh, to end, loosely based on the 87 Redskins. Yep. Keanu always entertaining, Hackman entertaining as the coach, and a hilarious supporting cast like John Favreau and Rice Iphons. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's, 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 I got bad reviews. That's why I never saw it. Okay, good is strong. It's solid. Okay, solid. You know what I mean? Okay, let me see. Here. If you go into it with expectations of it's going to be an entertaining movie, mm-hmm. bingo, bango, bongo, you got an A plus feature. If you think it's going to be somehow one of the best comedies of all time, yeah. or really gritty, or whatever else, you're going in for expectation levels that it does not, it cannot uphold that foundation. You know what I mean? That foundation is. Yeah. He's not as sturdy enough. <laughs> it, it is a 30 meta score on IMDb. That is yeah. not good. It's solid. Uh, this is Los Angeles Times. Kenneth Turin says, a haphazard film about half as sophisticated as the average beer commercial. Yikes. Yikes. If you go into it, <laughs> this is not an endorsement, but I am saying there is fun that can be had. Fair enough. Because it was on like Comedy Central for long enough over at one point, and I saw enough of them. You're like, that's a good scene. Yeah. Like, here's a couple other good scenes that I like. This is a bunch of drivel. Right. Um, I don't care. It's on the background. Oh, here's that other scene I like. Yeah. I wish you number five. Five is uh, Gridiron Gang. Oh, uh, not on the list. He says the movie choice. that made people think that The Rock can be more than an action star. Uh, the scene at the beginning, spoiler, when the kid gets run over. 
Uh, as a kid, I had never seen a kid get killed that graphically before, and it really haunted me. Wow. Okay. Uh, I never saw this one because, mm. once again, I've stated on this show before, I don't see the rock films until I find out that it's actually worth seeing. Yeah. And You're nobody, pretty mean that way. It's not mean. It's I. Give me, you know, I don't want to spoil the show, but we can't remotely get to it on my side yet. What's your top five? Yeah. Top ten? Top five. Rock films? Yeah. Uh, top five, the rundown. On my list. Um, Jumanji? Sure. Uh, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> See? I can think of, I can start rattling off movie. Walking Tall. Nope. No, of course not. Uh, San Andreas? Nope. Not in the top five. Uh, didn't he do this? Did he do one of the Journey to the Centers? Uh, the jo- second one? Uh, Escape from Which Mountain is what he did. Escape from Which Mountain? Yeah. No. Be, um, no, that'd be cool. I know. We've gone dumb. through his IMDb before because it just it's tough to do, man. Oh, shit. That's the ugly truth. Ooh. Fast Five is good. See, if you rem- remove those. Okay. Yeah. That's fine if you want to. Snitch is good. Snitch is in my top five. Okay. I like Pain and Gain. Didn't see it. Yeah. It's a tough situation right now. I think you'd like Central, Central Intelligence. Yeah. yeah, Central Intelligence, certainly in the top five. Uh, I did like Skyscraper. Oh, well, and I don't want to. And Hobbs and Shaw was fun, but I wouldn't put it in my top five. That would have to make my top five. <laughs> <laughs> no fans or butts about it, man. That would have to. Okay. That's where I'm at. Just to get the five. Just to get the five. Yeah, You're like, enough. you know what? The Hobbs and Shaw was fine. Well, if you take away all the Fast and Furious movies, it makes it hard to get to 10. Without a doubt. Right. So I imagine that's why you can't get to 10. You don't like those movies. Mm-hmm. But how much are you lying to yourself when you have your fourth Fast movie on there? <laughs> you know? I like nine. It's it's good. <laughs> it does the job. Exactly. <laughs> when he actually threw the torpedo at the submarine oh. and it went through the water and nailed it perfectly. Dude, the rock <laughs> is the best. The rock is the best. The best. Uh, all right, what's next? We're going to lasso a fucking helicopter and <laughs> link a bunch of tow trucks all together? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to tell you what's next, but I have to. Uh, number four is Rudy. Uh, you know what? Look, we're in the min- minority. I don't know. I think there's a lot of us who didn't like There are. We're a vocal minority. We are vocal. We're tiny but strong. Exactly. We are not Nixon's silent majority. No, we are we're small but mighty. Vocal minority. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he says nothing about it? He says nothing about it. Well. Nothing should be said about it. What? What can we say about Rudy that we haven't said <laughs> <laughs> 35 times I think point. moving over it without talking about it is what we can say. We're just stepping over the body? Is that what you're saying? Basically. You know? Where it's like a fucking hitman movie and just like moving on. That, that, body, that corpse is dead. If Rudy's so good that they made a KFC commercial based on it, that should let you know how good that movie really is. They did? Yeah. He plays the colonel in the movie, in the uh, little commercial, and he's running out on the field to play with the KFC team. Realizing a dream he's always had. To Perfect. Boof. Perfect. Boof. Uh, all right. What's your number four? My four is Remember the Titans. Ooh, that's a punt. Okay. Yeah. Number three here is the punt from earlier, Any Given Sunday. No words. All right. No words from him? Yeah. All right. Justin writes, uh, the last good Oliver Stone movie, in my opinion, an overstuffed, very adult sports movie, not like any sports movie I'd seen before. Love Jamie Foxx at the lead and Pacino at his most over the top. Um, None of those things are true. 
I kind of like Pacino in this. Pacino's good because he's always good. Yeah, but it is over the top. But he is wallowing in this. He's been on top, and now yeah. did, that didn't give him the meaning I guess he was looking for, and he's just wasting away at this point. That speech is incredible. Yeah? It's incredible. I have it saved as a file on my iPhone. It comes on every once in a while. We scratch with our fingernails for that extra inch. We claw with our fingernails. I love that scene, but every other scene is a, is shows you that the filmmaker who made the film doesn't know a goddamn thing about football or the NFL. Not a fucking thing. He plays it as an outsider judging the sport, judging the players, judging the experience. Okay. And that's what frustrates me about the movie. This is not a guy who loves football or the NFL and understands it intrinsically because he finds no joy. There's no positivity in the movie about these guys trying to play football. I mean, perhaps, though, that was the state of this team. There has to be a team that's similar to this that has existed in sports. Sure. Especially in the cocaine heydays of various sports. Yeah. Where people's egos coupled now with drugs. Yeah. And just they do all kinds of just aberrant, weird shit. Yeah. I I understand. I had never like kind of looked at it through that loveless, you know. That's what it feels like when you're watching it. Yeah, through that lens, I can see exactly what you're talking about. The uniforms are terrible. The names for the teams are terrible. But every individual is corrupt. Yes, right. Everybody's corrupt. Everybody in their own specific way. Yeah. Perhaps showing the foibles of all people. Yeah. Is truer too, but I mean, there's got to be positivity somewhere. What is Aaron Eckhart's? Character, the only altruistic kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even they try to corrupt him, yeah, right. Uh, James Woods does, Woods does, right, exactly. Playing, I mean, just a role tailor made oh, yeah. for James Woods, That's what James was built to do. Fuck yeah, it is, yeah. Cameron Diaz is terrible in the movie, though, man. She can't do drama, dude, like, not a lot. Like, it's just very obvious. It's one where I see that she's trying, she's though. trying, right. In other ones, it's when she commits and like, I don't feel like you're trying. You just chose one thing you're doing, like Gangs of New York. Yeah. Oh, another one. Yeah. I, I think you just made a choice about this one specific and you're drawing all the, the – and what the hell do I know? But the motivation of what I have for the character from the accent and yeah. voice you created. There's no depth to it to me. That film was a mess in my opinion. I do not like I don't. Go, I don't ever go back and rewatch nope. it. The f- opening scene ever. is incredible. The scene sure. with uh, – uh, a butcher, whatever's in build a butcher, build a butcher, uh, with DiCaprio when he's wearing the flag, and the DiCaprio's just woken up, and they have this back and forth about his respect for his dad, yeah. who doesn't know his dad at the time, uh, and then the fight scene at the end. Other than that, it's a terrible fucking movie, in my opinion. Um, all right, where are we at? Uh, we just did your three. Yes. So my three is the Express. Uh, not on this list. The most underrated sports movie, in my opinion. Mm. Kind of forgotten about Ernie Davis and how great he was, and unfortunately his life ended too soon. Yeah. Uh, when did the Express come out? Mm, 2000. Yeah, I don't think I saw it. Five or six? I remember it was a big deal because that was when Ernie Davis was starting to come back to get reappreciated by the NFL and the football fans. 2008. Okay. Rob Brown played him. Dennis Quaid is uh, the coach. I think uh, Gary F- – oh, I have no idea who Gary Fletter is. He's the director. Gary Fleeter? Gary Fletter? Uh, he did uh, nothing I know in terms of uh, feature films. Runaway – oh, Runaway Jury. That wasn't a bad film. John Cusack and uh, Rachel Weisz. I remember that film. I don't know if I saw that one. Hmm. Gary Fletter. Anyway, all right. So that that was about Ernie Davis and uh, – um, 
And I remember like people were comparing him to Jim Brown, that whole thing, because they both were played on the Browns and things of that nature. So, yeah, interesting film, that's for sure. Charles S. Dutton is in the film, too. What's your two? Does he do, though? Uh, from Rudy. He's my favorite character in Rudy, <laughs> bar none. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. I don't disagree. Number two, uh, Brian's song. Not on my list. Wow. That's a great film. Uh, you know, I can see why it captivated mm-hmm. an entire generation of sports fans. Billy D and James Conn. I think it was a TV movie that was then moved into feature film. I think of it as a TV movie. Yeah, it feels like it. I think it was a TV movie. Yeah. Uh, so it was young James Conn. Mm-hmm. Young Billy D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Piccolo is who James Conn is playing. Um, and uh, shit. Who does he play again? Man, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting all kinds of I shit. Have, you're what asking, am I doing you're asking someone who should know? Yeah. Who yeah, it's a Chicago know. guy. Yeah. Exactly. Who should know? Gail Sayers. That's right. There Gail Sayers. The great Gail Sayers. My brain, I'm sorry, once again, it's still cold. <laughs> it feels like it's negative four right now instead of <laughs> negative. I mean, pardon me. It feels like it's four instead of two. What is that earlier? Uh, yeah, this was uh, this was this is still an emotional movie too. At the, end, the when what when what happens to him happens to uh, Brian Piccolo. You really feel that as you're watching the movie. I think this one and Bang the Drum Slowly, a very interesting '70s uh, mm-hmm. depressing sports movies. That, that was with De Niro and the Yankees and stuff. It's fantastic stuff. So anyway, there you go. That's the number two. Uh, what's your number two? Invincible. Okay, not on the list. One of my favorite Wahlberg movies. As an Eagles fan, when I was a kid, it made me believe I could do anything I wanted to do if I worked hard enough. Wish Disney would make more sports movies again. It's not a bad request. I didn't see the period after enough. That's why I went up on that word and then criticized myself afterwards as I was reading was clearly the next sentence. (laughs) Uh, I like Invincible. Yeah, I like Invincible. It's fun. It was going into it. I I was already judging going, this is going to be so fucking by the numbers. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes those by-the-numbers movies are actually pretty damn good. It's a uh, quietly funny comedy, whatever you said. Hey, it's got a nice heart to it. (laughs) It does, actually. Uh, I think Greg Kinnear is great as Dick Vermeil. He is. Uh, The whole story of him, of uh, Mark Wahlberg becoming, you know, obviously this is based on a true story. It's a fantastic true story. Yeah, yeah. So it does. And it's got an interesting look to it. It's got almost like these oranges all over the film. Like this guy made, the director made a conscious decision to make this film look a certain way. Oh, an orange hue? Yeah. Like and I, I appreciated that he was trying to make a different kind sepia of sports tone. movie. Yeah, sepia tone. Sepia implies more brown, I think. Yeah, it does. But it's close enough. Yeah. So yeah, whatever that version, that color's version of that sepia yeah. tone is. Yeah. Something else tone, and that's what they're going for. <laughs> a range. That'd orange be my tone. guess. Just a different tone. It's just a different tone. Uh, All right. Um, yeah, quality. But uh, what's your number one? Uh, number one is uh, uh, Remember the Titans, which is the, the pun, pun from, from earlier. Right. Uh, Frank says the performances in this film from Denzel and Will Patton as coaches Boone and Patton, respectively, uh, to the various team members filled with young stars and a very young Hayden Panettiere as coach Yost's football-loving daughter, are all wonderful. My one question about this movie, uh, how is it so many Schmodown competitors never remember the Titans? You know why? Because the motherfucker never comes up on my turn. I swear to God. And you know why? Because a lot of Schmodown competitors have never seen a football field in their entire lives, let alone played football, let alone watched football or sports movies. So that's what I that's my contention. Bam, suck it. Yeah, suck it. Uh, well, he wrote that the Justin, that is, haven't seen it in ages, but it still sticks with me after all these years or all these years later. Rather, Denzel and Will Patton are incredible as the coaches. Fun mm-hmm. fact, the real coach uh, coaches visited my elementary school. Oh. And when I when he was in first grade, wow! You remember that? Holy shit! That's kind of big. Respect that. You would you tell me you wouldn't remember that? I don't remember anything from first grade. Uh, I remember first grade except my teacher, Mrs. Schaefer. 
Yeah, I had those too. She was a hottie. I remember my preschool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's dirty, man. I remember the like daycare before that. <laughs> I go by. It's not like they're fluid, but it's just like, oh yeah, I remember like one time that when I didn't like Brussels sprouts as a kid, and I found that out. Oh, and I got served that as like a part of my lunch at daycare. Yeah, I was yeah. like, What is this shit? <laughs> but as a kid, it's five or six or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like little cabbages. Like, oh, this is the worst. Now everything is dinosaur shaped for kids. I didn't have any of that crap. Nope, we didn't. We ate what was on the plate. I know, we it's liked like it. a fucking hacky comic, but. It's uh, what kids now like all my nieces and nephews at some point have gone through a phase where they're like, yeah, they just eat this. And yeah. Like, I don't ever remember being allowed to just eat this as a kid. Yeah. Just that shit did not happen. I had a uh, recently had breakfast with a friend of mine. She just had she had a child. She just, just celebrated the one year birth of the child, right? The one year birthday. One year birth. And she before she had the child and she was so funny. She admitted this. We we're having breakfast. She goes, you know, before the child, came, I had, like all these ideas of what he was and wasn't going to eat and all healthy. Now I just give him French fries and mac and cheese because I don't know what it is about those foods, but they calm him down and he doesn't cause me any problems and he really loves the shit out of them. So if he enjoys them and it gives me a moment of peace, I will feed it to him. And I'm like, God damn, there you go. Yep. And I don't have kids, so that sounds about right to me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I just, you know, like I see my nieces and nephews playing with iPhones and whatnot. Yeah. And watching my uh, sister's oldest, Henry. Stumbled upon the trailer for it. Oh no! And they they didn't realize until later on, like that night, he was like, "Oh, the scary clown's not gonna." He's he was five. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they've got a filter on whatnot, and somehow that just did, got through the filter. Wow. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's that's brutal, <laughs> brutal." He's young enough; maybe he forgets yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all right, what's number one? Number one is Waterboy. <laughs> and Justin writes, "My favorite comedy growing up." Endlessly quotable. Favorite Adam Sandler movie? Henry Winkler is fantastic as the coach. That tattoo story uh, still kills me years later. Love this movie so much, I hid the rental copy of DVD so I could keep it. Oh. Oh, wow. Wow. You're a little thief. thief. Is the statute of limitations up on this? Yeah, I don't know. Dude. Justin. Might want to lay low a little bit, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You're calling in the fuzz. <laughs> Justin killed a guy. Justin killed the guy. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the water boy. It's a lot of fun. Bobby Bouchon. Is it Bobby Boucher? Boucher. Boucher. Yeah, yeah, Bobby like that. Boucher. Kathy Bates is his mom. It's mm. hilarious. Yeah, Winkler's the Play coach. The is funny. Ball. Jerry Reed's the coach of the evil team, right? I think. I don't remember. That, which makes so much sense. I remember Either Rob like, Snyder's. Snyder. Uh, you know, another small character. You can do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> what ethnicity is this guy supposed to be? Oh, I don't know. Hey, yeah, exactly. You're implying Cajun, but that doesn't sound like any Cajun I've ever met. They came for him, and he was like, yeah, okay, sure. You can come for me if you want. I'm Rob Schneider. That sounds like the World War II parable. They came for my neighbor. and uh, <laughs> I, first, said yeah, I said nothing. <laughs> they, they came, came for him. Came for you got to do this. It's, this part is not going to hold up over time, you know? <laughs> they came for Rob Schneider, and I didn't stop Could going. we are. Could be our fucking generation's breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, yes, Jerry Reed uh, was the villain, was the villainous coach. Uh, Farouza Balk is the um, or Balk Farouza. Yeah. I don't know how to say her name. Farouza Balk. I think she Balk. is the uh, uh, love interest in the movie. Very funny stuff. Um, all right, that's our separate uh, top ten list here. Uh, uh, Frank said at the end here, thank you again as always for all you do. Hope to see you guys in Chicago again maybe next year sometime. Frank M. Uh, let's put this thing together. Uh, Matthew.
Are you going to write? Yeah, I figure that's easier. Than yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Clickety-clack, type out. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. So we'll put this uh, thing together. You know how we do? Yeah, we just use their list to do it. Yeah. We don't add or subtract any movies we think should have been on. Nope. We just go right through it. So the highest in common we have is what? Remember the Titans? I think so. I think so. And then what else do we have in common? Friday Night Lights? Uh, Yes. Replacements? Yes. Is that it? Is Any Given Sunday on there? Oh, yeah, Any Given Sunday. Six and what? Yeah. Uh, Three. Well, that would probably be the next highest. Okay. Interesting list. Yeah, already. Um, What's your one? That's Titans? Yeah, Titans. So I got Waterboy at one. Then I got Invincible at two. Okay. What do you have at two? I have Brian's song at two. What do you want to do? Uh, do What's my it? one and then do another combo? Yeah, let's do one. Your one. All right, Waterboy. And then what's our next highest combo? Friday Night Lights, where'd you have that? Do you have that at nine? Eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. Replacements where? Replacements are uh, number five. All right, replacements go next. Okay. Wow, this is a really weird list. It is a weird list. <laughs> Already. All right, now I would say Friday Night Lights. Okay. I would have put Wildcats on my list. Wildcats is good. I like that film. Hmm. Um... Is that all our commonality? That is. Is it not? All right. So what's your two? Varsity is in there? Varsity's not on my list. Oh, Friday Night Lights is in there? Friday Night Lights is. We just did that Okay. One. All right. Cool. We did replacements. Uh, my number two is Brian's song. Uh, versus Invincible. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I thought that look said like, really? Oh. I'm like, all right. Oh, no. I put Brian's song next. Oh, good. And then uh, got my mind. Invincible. Yes, sir. All right, where are we at? We got three left to do. Okay. Uh, my next highest is... Is Any Given Sunday on there? Yeah. Oh, my next highest is Rudy at four. Oh, that's fine. The Express is my <sighs> next highest at three, so that makes it over. Okay. We don't have to put Rudy on. I feel like we shouldn't. All right, fine. Rudy can go on. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we save Rudy for ten? And I'll, I like that idea better. Uh, yeah, it gets it on, but... Yeah. You know, we're turning our nose up at it. Kind of, really. Uh, I got Gridiron Gang at five. What do you got? Oof. Uh, did we put the replacements on already? Yep. Um, yeah. Well, then I got nine. I got We Are Marshall and then All the Right Moves. What do you got left? Longest Yard at number six. I feel like that should make the list. All right. I'm good with that. Okay. Are we good? All right. We are good. Here we go. The top ten... American football movies on the relist, yeah. At number 10, Rudy. At number 9, The Longest Yard. At number 8, The Express. At number 7, Invincible. At number 6, Brian Song. At number 5, Friday Night Lights. At number 4, The Replacements. At number 3, Waterboy. At number 2, Any Given Sunday. 
And our number one American football movie on the read list is... Oh, uh, Remember the Titans. Bum, 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 <sighs> we are the Titans, the mighty, mighty Titans. I thought uh, you were going to do the bum, 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 bum. That's what, <laughs> when you initially started, it's like, oh, okay. Oh, we're going there. Uh, well, there you go. That's our uh, top ten relist of American football movies. Thanks to everybody who participated in this list. It's always fun to hear your points of views and have your movies talked about and counted on. And always appreciate the words that you uh, uh, accompany your picks with uh, when you do. So thanks to – who do we got? Thanks to Jeremy Metz. Yes, Frank Justin Montoya. McDonald. Yeah. Oh, go, I'm sorry. Then Frank Matoya. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and to Chris Alexakos for help putting this, uh, this whole thing together for us. Uh, we appreciate your help. And Kristen Smith, Matthew Hassos, Joe Ibarra, and Mr. Mike, Mike Shea. Mike Shea! For helping us with all the back-end stuff. We wouldn't be able to do all this. We wouldn't be making this new move, doing all these other things without the help of, of you fine individuals, plus everybody else out there that's listening. Mm-hmm. And once again, you'll be able to see us again on video. We will have that up for Patreon. So it'll come out on Tuesday. Um, everything looks like it's a go for the, the, the first Tuesday of November. Yep. So that week, patrons will get it. And the following week, uh, Collider will put it up on there, and you can still listen to the show here, but it'll also be available at the Collider uh, on one of their feeds uh, if you want to listen over there. And it comes out the same time, and that's, you know, all thanks to you. We're moving forward with that, so Mm -hmm. look forward to the video. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone, and uh, we will talk to you next time on The Realist. Realist. Realist.